Welcome to another episode of Trading Secrets. I only get to do that once a year, so you know I'm taking advantage of it. We are here for Jason Tells All 2023. And let me tell you, from where I sit in the interview chair and Jason as the guest on this podcast, I used to really like it, right? But now we're three years into it. It's getting a little stressful. I'm not going to lie. I got the bright lights on me. I got a ring camera. Look at us glowing up and growing up. But it is the best episode of the year for us. Two friends talking shop, catching up on life, catching up on business. And before I introduce you to our guest, I got to thank the fans out there. Without the fans, without the listeners, without the Money Mafia, we're nothing. We don't exist. We don't get to do a JTA in 2023. So. One thing that we're going to get into over the podcast, we're going to get to all of Jason Tell All. We're going to make him squirm. We're going to put him in the hot seat. We're going to talk financials. We're going to talk career. We're going to talk professional. We're going to talk opportunities. We're going to talk outlook for 2024. We're going to talk about the podcast. We're going to talk all things trading secrets. I got my new hat on. I got my swag on. We're ready to go here. And 79% of you are new. One thing we learned in our Spotify wrap this year is that 75% of our listeners listen to us for the first time in 2023. So if you're sitting there wondering what the hell is JTA 2023 all about, let me introduce to you the guest. He always says the one, the only, but truly the one, the only, Jason Tardick. (laughs) Jay, what do you got for the listeners? Set the table up for them. What do you got for the listeners today on JTA 2023? First of all, let's just give a round of applause to the one and only, the Curious Canadian, David. The energy's high. That was an unbelievable intro. I think even last year and the years prior when we started the JTA, we just started off with a ding, ding, ding. This is the first time ever that I got the whole welcome to Trading Secrets on the opposite end. And I'll tell you what, I feel good. But also what's interesting is there are oftentimes, David, I have people in the hot seat and after their interview, they're like, oh my God, I loved that interview. Like I talked about things I never talked about, but I'm sweating. And I can understand that because every year I go in the hot seat and I sweat a little bit. But why? Because sometimes it's not comfortable talking about numbers. It's not comfortable talking about yourself for the good or the bad. But the purpose of this is to make impact through education. This is another time I'm in the hot seat. So if you're new to the Money Mafia, what we do every episode, we have people go in the hot seat, talk numbers and career path. Well, if I expect that from my guests, I need my guests and listener audience to expect it from me. So once a year, every year, we call it the JTA. I hate just saying it out loud because talking to a third person makes me sick, but it's called the Jason Tells All episode <laughs> with a curious Canadian, as you guys know. And if you don't, does the recaps with me. He's the voice of the viewer. And now he puts me in the hot seat. He asked me all the burning questions, the things about my career, finances, personal, social, financial, professional life of 2023. And then we talk a little bit about what we can expect into 2024. So that's a little synopsis of what you'll get today that Jason tells all 2023. Jason, third year round, less nervous, more nervous, ready to go. How are you feeling in the hot seat right now? So I'm ready to go because even through my three years of doing this, almost three years in the podcast, I've become much more comfortable talking about numbers. But I will say when I look back at 2023, there's a whole lot of things that happened that I don't really like diving into. So, you know, that aspect makes me nervous. But the good news is I don't think you're going to go that direction. Well, that's a perfect segue because listen, people, if you're on here, if you're TMZ and you're listening and you're looking for clicks, you're looking for someone Beatty, you can get the hell out. This is JTA 2023. And similar like we do with our guests, we don't pry into their personal life. We've had guests on. We've had people involved in Scandal. We've had people involved in Barcel. We've had people involved Real Housewives. We don't pry into their personal life, but we do talk about how what is happening in their personal life may affect their business. So Jay, strap that seatbelt on a little tight here because we're not diving into your personal life. No, no, no. But we will dive into everything how your life affects your business. Because one thing about being an influencer, as you know, in your world, that, that comes with the territory. Are you ready for that action? I think that's fair. One thing I pride myself on is living in the 20s. I always looked at life in silos. Like I always looked at, okay, I go to work and then work is not Jason. Those are two different humans. I have now ripped those walls down because I, I believe our foundation impacts everything. Our work success impacts our personal life and vice versa. So I'll get into business stuff when it connects to personal we're not getting into any other drama or BS like that, okay? I'm into it. And like and like you always tell our guests when you come on, you say the beauty about a podcast is it's not live, so you can cut everything. I'm going to say the same to you. Maybe I don't mean it, 
Maybe I can pull some strings behind the scenes and play anything that I want to play. But I'm going to say the same disclaimer to you, Jay. Anything you don't want in here, just two friends. We're talking shop. Anything you don't want in, you can cut. You good with that? Make you feel a little better inside, a little warm and fuzzies? I'm good with that. And what I'll also say is to the listener audience that's only listening to this right now on audio, go to YouTube and subscribe because you're going to get to see some really good clips of David and I in our banter. And a lot of our banter is like reading each other. So there's things you're going to want to see. You can watch on YouTube. And before we get into this, if you're new to Jason Tells All, please on Apple or Spotify, like right now, just quickly slide and hit subscribe to show. It just takes one click of the button from your end and it really, really helps our end. We also have a Facebook group where if you have questions about finance, put them in there. We answer them daily. We have a Trading Secrets All Access group. And also go follow us on Instagram, Trading Secrets Podcast. So there's my plug. David, let's get into Jason Tells All. I'm going to have to put you back in the guest seat. I mean, you're doing the host job right now. But you know, some habits are hard to break. So we're going to get into it. And to start JTA 2023, we're going to look back really quick on JTA 2022. We ended that episode by giving a teaser into what our lives would be like in 2023. Mine was simple. I wanted a Trading Secrets hat. Let's go. Got it. Go on YouTube. Check out the Trading Secrets hat. Jay and I are wearing both versions, and I want a live show. A live show didn't happen for me in 2023. I'm going to tease that for 2024. But Jay, I'm going to read your quote for your teaser out loud, and I just want your reaction on it. It's been a year. I don't know if you even know what you said to end to teaser 2023. I'm just going to say it out loud, and I want your reaction to it. You ready for this? So this is last year at this time, 2022, you had said to me, tease what you think 2023 will look like. And this was my answer, correct? 100%. You can go back in the episode and listen to it. You said, I think 2023 is going to be a wild year. Turns, lefts, rights, up, downs, new ventures, failures, successes. It's going to be an absolute wild year. I don't know why, but I'm expecting the highest of highs, the craziest of lows, and tough learning lessons financially and career-wise, and I'm ready to be a lot less risk-averse, end quote. Jason, now that we're in 2024 and 2023 has passed, what would you say about your teaser line from 2023? I'm not joking, David, when I tell you this. I don't get goosebumps off and head to toe. (laughs) When you just read that, I got goosebumps. It's like I was a psychic because... I would say that my tease of what I thought 2023 was going to be couldn't have been better. That was exactly how I would summarize my year, (laughs) precisely. Yeah. I mean, when I listen to it, look, I'm doing my homework. I'm in the host seat. I got to do my homework. I went back and listened to both the JTAs from the last two years. And when it ended with that, my jaw was legitimately on the floor. I was like, okay, if anything that he's unhappy about in 2023, he can be really happy about his intuition because he nailed it. I mean, you nailed it for good, bad or ugly, better or worse. Like you were bang on with your 2023. So Jay, can I quickly, before I get into some questions and some outlooks on our podcast and Spotify raps, can I get a quick teaser for the people at home for 2024? Okay. Here's what I'm going to predict 2024 to be. It's going to be spontaneous is all hell. Love. It's going to be a little Love. bit impulsive, off the cuff. Okay. It's going to be less strategic and more just go and do. I think you're going to see a much more careless Jason, just like, fuck it, let's go. The way I'm looking at this year is I want kids, I want to have a family, I want to be married. And I hope that that's coming soon. As a result of that, I also recognize I'm in a really, really unique place. And at 35 years old, I have a couple bucks under my belt and I have freedom within my career to go where I want to go and do what I want to do, how I want to do it. And I recognize and literally hope and pray that I don't have this window to do what I want to do, when I want, how I want for so long, because I'll hopefully have much more responsibilities and priorities in my life. And so I'm going to treat that year just like that. I am going to say, hopefully, this is one of the last years in my life that I have that freedom where truly the only priority in my life is me. So it's going to be go. It's going to be rip it and grip it. Try new things. Get out there. Take chances. Don't be afraid of failure. Care less about what people think. The one image I think of is just like riding a wave. And I think that 2024 is going to be quite a wave. Well, look, your 2023 teaser, it was like one of those short ones you see on TikTok, 15 seconds. Your 2024 teaser is truly a trailer. It's a movie trailer, two and a half minutes. Very well said. You said you had a couple bucks under your belt. We're going to dig into a couple bucks under your belt. But when you say, I'm just going to let my hair down, I'm going to be a little more reckless, Jay. I picture your hair slicked back and not 
the corporate banker pre-show. I use a pound of gel on my hair. I'm looking at Jason Tardick, hair slicked back, but it's flowing in the wind. He's riding the wave. I like his shoulders are a little looser. He's a little more free. You're kind of taking 2024 on with the right vibe. I like that for you, Jay. I like it for you. Game on, baby. Let's go. All right. So we're going to get into before really digging in and putting you in the hot seat and getting that ring light on your face extra bright. We're going to really focus on our viewers here for a little bit. And just like we do every year, and it always blows my mind. We're just going to have our favorite Spotify wrapped takeaways from 2023 as it relates to the podcast. I don't know if, Jay, if you have any that pop off the top of your head, I can get the ball rolling. What are you thinking about Spotify rap, the Money Mafia, the Lizards? Anything that jumped out in you in particular? Oh, just in general, the show's growing. We're getting a lot of feedback. We yes. love the feedback that you guys give us. As the show grows, we get more juice. Like We get more excited. We invest more money into stuff uh, and into the show. So I'm just really excited about the momentum and, w- and where it's all going. And I'll say this. If you ever see me out and about in public... Please say hello. I've noticed, especially this year, I would say nine out of 10 people that come to say hello, it usually, David, is the podcast and it's not The Bachelorette. And of course, if it's The Bachelorette, that's cool too. But it feels good that we're building something that's making an impact and that's a brand that's uh, lasting. So that's my little 2024 synopsis. I love it. Couple quick highlights, couple facts. You know, you ask numbers out of your guests. I'm going to provide some numbers for our guests. We're up 74% in listeners. 99% in streams, 80% in followers year over year, which is incredible. And one thing that always blows my mind, Jay, 105 countries, 105 countries streamed in for trading secrets. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's take that momentum and keep going. Love it. All right. Questions from the viewers you put up on your Instagram. Curious Canadian. He's got me in the hot seat. If you have any questions that you want to know about Jason tells all for 2023, put them in here. So in voice of the viewer fashion, I got one, two, three, four, five questions ranging from all different areas that your viewers, our listeners want to hear from. Are you ready for this, Jay? Fire away. From Lox Souza, what was your biggest splurge in 2023? First thing that comes to mind is I got a Rolex I did not need. It was my third one. It's the Sprite Edition and it was $11,250. One of the main reasons I got it was because I got it direct from retailer. The watch game is a very interesting game that if on the secondary market, you can sell watches, especially Rolexes and some luxury for more than you could buy it directly. Rolex is a non-for-profit. Most people don't know that. So when you get offered a Rolex, you got to jump on it. I jumped on it, 11250 bucks. Right now, what's interesting is via the secondary market, I could sell that anywhere from like eighteen dollars to $22,000. And maybe that would be an interesting episode of Trading Secrets doing a full breakdown of jewelry, what jewelry appreciates and depreciates, but it's the Rolex Sprite. Leave it to Jason Tardick to have his biggest splurge in 2023 be on something that's directly related to being more investable to appreciate that he could possibly resell. Do you got one in there first, Jay, that was just a big splurge that I just got to kick my feedback? Maybe it's as simple as I ordered $100 at McDonald's drive-thru and I just like went ham one day because I wanted to. Is there a splurge that you just did for you, Jay? There's no business side. There's no money side. Dude, it's so funny you said that. The other night I got pretty drunk and when I got drunk, I ordered $104.76 of IHOP. Ate it all. Oh, no. <laughs> Ate it all. Ate it all. Chocolate uh, chip pancakes. The, I got the, the mac and cheese, the chicken. T- I mean, literally the whole menu. Ate it all. I'm proud of you. <laughs> that, that makes me proud. Okay, that answered my question. I'm satisfied. We're going on to Miss Asylum. What was the biggest financial mistake or misstep you made in 2023? You know, David, I think one of the interesting things is I put myself in a tough position when I think about just living in Caitlin's house and not having any form of real estate or backup plan. And it did create quite a scramble. Those are things you don't plan for. But I think about the fact that I've invested in real estate, but I don't even have real estate. So the idea of if things don't work out, I'm now technically homeless and I have to get a house that can work for dogs, my professional life and everything else. I think about 2023, that was a misstep. I've talked a lot about getting real estate, Airbnbs, investing in a studio office space, and I haven't done it. And if I did that, I would have had a little bit of a buffer. And because I didn't do it, when shit hit the wall, it collapsed on me like really hard. So that was a big, that was a big misstep. And I had to 
you know, I'll tell you this too, David. I really don't like asking for things. It's a little bit of an issue of mine. I had to call a friend and just say, hey, I'm in a really tough spot. I can't get into a place unless I literally just get a hotel day by day. I know you have a place and it was Brett Kissel. Brett Kissel has a place in Nashville and in Canada. And he was in Canada with his family. So I knew his Nashville place was open. And I was like, I'll pay you anything. And a little shout out to the Kissels. I feel like I'll always be indebted to them because when I was at a, a really, 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 really fragile point, he and uh, Cecilia were with open arms, just like, our place is your place. You take it as long as you want. If you try to pay me, I will not accept anything. And it gave me a three-week buffer to then get a place. But that was one that I should have prepared better for and should have been more prepared in general for. Great answer to a great question. Thank you, Miss Asylum. Brett Kissel, just a good Canadian guy doing good Canadian guy things. So shout out to Brett. Now, when you moved to all these places, did you move yourself? Did you hire movers? I moved myself. There was something about the idea, especially moving out of uh, significant others' house. I wanted to... It sounds bizarre, but I really wanted to like feel that and remember it. Moving out was really tough, especially when you find old things, notes, things like that. But I'm glad I did it. And I'll never again move out of anywhere by myself. But like, I'll never forget that. And I think that will help me as I move forward. And I also had best buddy Hawk come in. He came and helped me move once. And then John Gurney came and helped me move. And then Tanner Adams is a local in, in Nashville that used to do some work with us. And he helped me move. So other than that, it was all me. And then when I moved into the new house, Peggy Mort, Tom Mort, and my mom and dad came in and they really helped out too. Well, here I am. I was about to chirp you for being one of those influencers that goes on and promotes a moving company to do all the work for you. And then you come back with just an absolutely heart moving, purposeful, you know, necessary shout outs for the people that are important to you that have helped you through a really hard time. So a lot better answer than I was looking for. So but a good cathartic process for you, you know, matches the teaser that you said for 2023, highs and highs and lows and lows. Sticking on the financial 2023, Jay, do you quickly have a, a best and worst trade of 2023, whether in the stock market or investment that you made? Yeah, big one. So this was a year that I recognized I don't have the time or capacity to be focusing, especially on short-term trades. I just don't. Things are getting busier. As things get busier, I have to outsource. So I now have majority of my money with UBS and they'll bring pitches to me. And if it's in cash, I'm sitting at a, about a 5 to 6% return right now. But a big move we made was into one of their S&P funds. It's a tax strategy fund. And I won't get into the minutia of how it's set up, but essentially it's an S&P fund with a tax strategy implication. And I put in I think like 250 or 300 grand into that fund. And last year, for everyone that isn't aware, S&P 500 was up over 25% for the year. So that was a big year. And then I took a couple wow. shots too at a KKR fund, which is pretty good. And then a credit fund, which is pretty good. So got really good with like the process of making money on my money by outsourcing to some of the best professionals in the world that know how to do it. Benji Walker, little shout out. That's amazing. And you already went over your worst, which is obviously the rent and the, and, and the housing situation. You said S&P was at what? 20 what percent? Over 25% for the year of 2023. Now, is that bad news for hedge funds? Aren't hedge funds created to outperform the S&P? Yes. Hedge funds in general are created for that. And I'm sure they had their hands full doing that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Look at me with my knowledge here. We're going to move on here. LB Strike. This is a really interesting question. Jason, what is something new professionally you would like to try or get involved in in 2024? Oh, I just want to try hobbies to see if there's professions behind them. Like I see people that anchor TV shows. I just like want to go to a local show and like anchor for a day. I have like all these random hobbies. I think I have them written down actually. I want to take dance lessons. I want to take boxing. I want to take jujitsu. I want to take acting lessons, singing lessons. I don't know if I said piano lessons. I want to learn a little bit more in the whole speaking space. I want to do like more work and potentially marketing. I mean, obviously, I have a lot of aspirations, but I want to get into more owning some like brick and mortar operating type businesses that aren't the sexiest. Uh, for example, like a car wash. I'm not sure that that will be the answer, but like maybe some kind of franchise. So we'll see. My goal is I want to try new things this year because I think behind hobbies and passions, there's a lot of career directions. So that's one thing I'm going to work on. 
Well, LB Strike definitely got her money's worth with that question. And all those answers go back to your teaser for 2024. Jason's hair slicked back. He's riding the wave. He's dipping his toe in all the different waters. And, uh, you know, maybe you could lean on a couple podcast guests that we've had on with some of those brick and mortar. You got Tyler Cameron with Three Natives, his Acai Bowl place. And you Stephen McBee from uh, Joe Millionaire back in the uh, Joe Millionaire days. He's got the McBee car washes. He started the Midwest. So that's trading secrets right there. Networking through your dreams and aspirations for 2024. Yeah, we'll see. I also had a dream that I just want to work on a movie set. Like at some capacity, I want to see a movie or show be filmed. I don't care if I'm an assistant. I just like want to be on a movie set and see what it's like. Yeah, I mean, that's last weekend. We had Olivia from Southern Charter on and that's what she said her favorite job ever was, was just being a PA on a, on a TV show. So I like it. I like, I like you manifesting some of those things. I definitely see them becoming a reality for you. It goes back to the, it goes back to David, the whole idea of like the 2024 tease. Like, I just want to like try new shit this year. And see like where I'm like, oh, that's cool. That sucks. That's stupid. Because I feel like I have the freedom to just try new shit this year. So like, that's what I want to do. Just try new random shit. You definitely do. Because as I've vented to you in our personal text, my life, I don't have freedom to do anything. And I'm bogged down <laughs> more than I've ever been. So Jay, I implore you, go do it. I'm your biggest supporter in this. Here's a question from Nicole S.O. Banksy. Really interesting question, Jay. If you could change one thing about your year, what would it be? Good question. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to supply the tough questions. If you thought you were going to come in, JTA 2023, my third year doing this, podcast hmm. is growing, more numbers, more listeners, and you expected little layups? Uh-uh. I want you at home plate, pitches coming 105 miles an hour, crowds going nuts. You got to focus in. You got to narrow it down. You got to hit out of the park. Let's go. What do you got for us? I got through learning lessons. I had learned the ability to create healthy boundaries for myself. I got good at that, especially in the fall. I let those boundaries fall down and had to learn the hard way a few times from those boundaries coming down. So what I would have done differently is when you got boundaries to protect yourself, understand that, keep those in check. Because if you let those walls down, you might get smacked in the face a few times. Boom. There you go. Jason, reflecting making changes, getting better for 2024. I absolutely love that. And Jason, this isn't coming from me. This is coming from 3LO5. Jason, are there talks for you to be the next Bachelor? If so, would you do it? I don't know. It's not for me. <laughs> Jay, I am the voice of the viewer here. You can just, you oh, can, God. this, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just relaying what the people want here. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Putting you in the hot seat. I've seen some people like in my comments say that like on posts and stuff. It's all like super, super kind of everyone that says that. That's that's nice. I think I'm I think I'm probably too old. I think for you know, thirty-five for a bachelor, I feel like is kinda old. I don't think I'm gonna ever, ever have to worry about that predicament because I believe my ex kind of has a hold on that franchise. I don't know. Well, I guess time will tell. I don't know if the franchise has any interest in ever knocking on my door for anything. It's hard to answer that. If you're sitting there and saying to me, like, if they came to your door right now, today, would you consider it? And the answer is, of course, I would consider it. I don't think they're coming to my door anytime soon. Let's just say that. You're closer to the golden bachelor age than you are the bachelor age. Now. Yeah. Also, at 35 Seriously. They're going to have to do like a tweener age, like almost golden bachelor. Exactly. Exactly. Over the hill, but not quite golden bachelor. Been on the show before who, I don't know, maybe could be another mid bachelor. No, I had to ask it. There's so many people who, who mentioned it. So there's, if there's people tuning in to see if that question was going to be asked, you better believe the curious Canadian is going to ask it. Just curious. Let's say they knocked at your door. Let's say hypothetically you thought about it. Do you think it would impact your business in a positive way? And would you have the same negotiation strategy as you've talked about on this podcast before and saying, okay, it's me or these people, I'll do it for free, knowing there would be a financial uh, gain professionally at the end of it? If I, I'll say this, like if I do any type of reality show, if I were to do another reality show, I wouldn't at all care about the money because it's such a short-term way of thinking about it. I would say like, does it make sense or not for me to do for just my current infrastructure and the things I have going on? You know what I mean? So for me at any show that, that came to me, I would be much, much more inclined to say, I'm not worried about what I'm paid, but more like, how does the contract tie me up? What are some things to think about? So those are, those are them. I've had, you know, Dave, I've had a few shows come and talk to me. Some are, there's a couple that are still like, yeah, give me more information. Let's talk. And a couple I turned down. But I have no idea. I don't know. 
I guess we'll, we'll have to see. But I mean, this, listen, David, I just told you this is 2024, the year of like impulse, just do it. So I don't know. Just, you know what? Why not? Why the hell not? <laughs> All right. So let's say I'm not going to say gun to your head because I don't, that's a little too serious for me. But let's say I'm going to clip this right now. Will Jason Tardick be on, be on a TV screen in 2024? Am I predicting? Yeah. No, this is you. This is putting you in the hot seat. I'll say Vegas odds, 55% chance yes, 45% chance no. Okay. Okay. And what type of TV do you think that would be if you were to predict? Unscripted. Okay. Unscripted TV. There we go. Jason Tardick, clip it. Going to see if it's going to happen. And you can take a little bit of a breath, Jason, because the questions from the viewers, they're done. Okay. Now you can just, any questions I could ask, you can just blame me, your buddy here, David, the Curious Canadian sitting over here. So you, you've, you've passed the test. Congratulations. Take a sip of water, lean back, and we're going to get into little business. JTA podcast, personal revenue, 2023. Okay. You ready for that? You happy? We've moved on. Turn the page. Turn the page. Let's go. JTA. I'm ready. All right. Trading secrets. Here we are. So, okay. I guess there is a, there's an unscripted show that is slated to come out in 2024. And if that comes out, then you'll see me. I don't know. There's Evan. This is why we keep Evan around, everybody. Everyone in their life needs an Evan Saar. And here he is in the background, just coming in hot. For anyone that doesn't know, Evan's a business partner of mine and uh, also works on like my day-to-day management and podcast production. So thanks, Evan. Feel free to chime in at any point. The people love Evan. We love Evan. He popped into the perfect time. He's going to make sure that the numbers that we provide are accurate. And we're getting all things trading secrets. Jay, you got the hat on. I got the hat on. We're building on merch. We're building the podcast. The podcast is growing. And I got a question for you, Jay. It's your own podcast. Do you know what the top three episodes were of 2023? Yeah. Michael A. was number one. Carly Waddell was number two. Tyler Cameron was number three. And then it was like Tyler Cameron and Chris Harrison were pretty much tied. Those were, those were the big ones. And Michael A. Do you, think- you know what's interesting? Like If you look at the strategy there, Michael A. tells me that him and Danny broke up. I find it fascinating because we do a lot of educational stuff, but from a business perspective, and it also kind of connects and ties a little bit to the interview that we have coming out next week with Nick Vial. entertainment will always, 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 always in the United States of America sell over education, right? And that was, yes. while his episode I thought was educational with a lot of business stuff, it was definitely the entertainment factor of him talking about the relationship that made that the number one show. We've had some big guests on this show. Michael A's <laughs> a big guest, but we've had some like really incredible topics like FBI negotiation, Macklemore, all these. That was number one. Go Michael A. You did well. <laughs> Go Michael A. Chris Voss was our number one most shared episode. Oh, so that's there cool. you go. There's a little education. There's a little education that got us through the top. Jay, do you think that the podcast is still aligning with you know, in 2021, when we started it, it's still aligning with the purpose of the podcast. Do you think it's still educational, money-based, finance-based? you feel good about the direction and, and the core values of our pod? Yeah, absolutely. It's financial transparency What with what's like relevant and happening in the world today. I think where we could be better is two things. One, I think we can niche down. I think we could get like very specific guests because some people love you know, they want to hear from Olivia Flowers. They want to hear from Chris Harrison and Grocery Store Joe. And, you know, look at our top... If I look at my top 10 episodes, David, for 2023, I'd say about 80% of them come from Bachelor Nation. As a result of that, we know what the people want. But there's also people who want just specific education. Tell me how to get the best mortgage rate. Tell me where to get the best credit card. So two things we got to do is in this year is we have to give those people what they want. That's one. And two... People also, I've heard a lot of feedback of wanting to know more, especially now, like being single, having a whole different type of personal life, like stepping into like relationship and Jason opening up more. Like, give us more. We hear you do the 60 minute interviews where, you know, you're drilling people with questions, but we want more perspective and thoughts on your end. So, those are the two areas we got to improve. Are you telling me that we need Jason Tell All Weekly? I don't know. I don't know about that, but we need something. <laughs> we'll see what we could do. I don't know. Adjustments to come. You'll see. Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, you ship me this ring light. I'm feeling pretty comfy in this chair. You know, I would love to maybe give some insights and pull some things out of you. And people have been clamoring for, for two episodes a week. I've always been wanting to try it. You always want to try it. You know, 2024 for riding that way. If our hair slicked back, Jay, I think we might have to might have to try it out. What are your thoughts? 
Everyone stay tuned. I like the idea of it. I like the idea of it because it steps into what we could do better with the show. And I know we're going to get into more money questions. It will also help us drive revenue for the show. So more to come. Yeah. And, and let's let's call a spade a spade. We've had a lot of great guests, but I think the reason that our podcast download numbers that we'll talk about are fairly consistent is at the end of the day, Jay, a lot of our listeners, they come on for you. You're, you've done an incredible job transitioning into the podcast space, into the host space. You're, you're genuine in your approach. You put a lot of research in, a lot of ask a lot of questions, but a lot of people want to hear from you. I think that's why the recaps do so well is because a lot of it gives you a chance to give your opinion and your take on things. And I think that if we did, let's call it a love and life. I don't know. Spitballing here. Thursday episode, 30 minute hitter. Maybe it's, you know, we have our drink of the week going on, a little espresso martini for you, a little, you know, fine crafted cocktail for me. I don't know. Maybe if we did something like that, maybe it's something that our, our viewers who could let us know in the reviews of JTA, if they would want that, could let us know. Yeah, dot, let dot, us dot, know dot, the dot. reviews. Give us five stars. The second book I got coming out is called Talk Money to Me. So it's all about love and money. So maybe there's a show there, love and money. I don't know, David. We'll I love play it. Around. I love it. I love it. Okay. Downloads wise, can you give a little insights to the people at home who may be listening? You know, we'd say that we're growing in, in viewership, but are we growing in downloads? What's that looking like? Yeah, downloads are about up 50% year over year. Wow. So good for you us. imagine downloads being up about 50% is great. We talked about the Spotify wrapped everybody just to give context that's only for people that listen on Spotify. So that does not capture Amazon, Apple, or anything like that. So we're up about 50% this year. Now you think about episode output. We do one a week, 52. If we did two a week, that's 104. Of course, downloads would be up. So if we're trying to increase downloads overall year over year drastically, like 100% plus, yeah, make a better show, get better guests, have better production, but also mix in some more episodes. So we'll see. All right. That, that kind of parlays in my next question. Money made, gross revenue on the podcast up year over year? Yes. Yes, no, maybe so? Up. A report I have says that in 2022, we did just about 270K. It looks like 2023, we did about 325K from the podcast. Interesting year though, because we switched networks and switching networks has an impact on when you can start monetizing for the new network. So that was something different about this year. Yes. And let's talk about that a little bit. One of the questions that we did get from a viewer was, how has changing podcast networks impacted the podcast? Has it been a pro? Are there cons? What's the biggest thing that you've liked from switching? Do you miss anything from Dear Media? Anything you want to touch on there? The challenge with Dear Media, and first of all, kudos to them. Michael and Lauren built an unbelievable company, and it seems as though it's growing at a really fast rate just from perception. Issue I had, we started early, and early we got a lot of attention. And we were doing well. And we were getting about, I think it was around like the 3,500 to 4K, in the 3 to 4K per ad. So if we were getting like three, four ads of an episode, it was unbelievable, right? That's a good week of work. But the problem is, we noticed that as more shows came on, two things happened. Our ad volume decreased. So we weren't getting as many ads. And we were given reasons that to me had no economic sense of why our rate had to go down. Why do I say that? I'm taking accountability and being aware. The reason I had issues with it is because all of our numbers were increasing. Our downloads were increasing, reviews were increasing, our engagement rate was above market, our subscribers were increasing. So if everything, our social media was increasing. So if all numbers are increasing, your business is performing better. I had a tough time thinking about why do we have to do an ad for less? And then it just seemed as our show growed, when Dear Media was growing, our priority level went down and our revenue went down and their ability to want to retain us went down. So it it was a little interesting. So we shopped out, we talked to, you name it, you name a company out there, we talked to them. We got about four or five deals. We went with Audio Boom. Audio Boom offered us a a minimum guarantee, a six-figure minimum guarantee. I think it was just like right at the 100K mark. And then the beauty about Audio Boom is we got an 80-20 split. So we get 80% of the revenue. That is very rare in this, this market. Typically, you're going to see people get a... They'll only get 40%. They'll get 50%, maybe 60%. Some get 70%. I've never seen an 80-20. We got an 80-20 split. Now, what that means is we get 80% of the revenue. We also negotiated, because I own an agency, that our agency can sell it. This was a mess. Our agency has done a great job this year. We'll talk about the numbers. 
our agency has absolutely sucked at selling into our show. Evan, <laughs> pick it up. That's because, quite frankly, if you look at opportunity time, opportunity cost, their time is being better served working on the bigger deals. But one thing we have to do in 2024 is use our contacts, use our network to be selling into our socials and to be selling into our show. And that is a huge, huge F for 2023. That is a great answer. Puts a lot of context. If you're wondering why we switched. And I know from a viewer, sometimes you can't even tell that you switched. Can I give one more thing? Yeah, of course. You can give a lot more things. Yeah. When you switch networks, your networks need sustainability. They need to understand what your audience looks like, even though you're coming from a new network, so that they can sell in. So the new network will usually take a minimum of 60 to 90 days to start turning deals. So when you switch networks, that also creates a gap in when revenue will come in. And then, of course, when it will be paid out. So that's, that's a huge transition point. You're going to hear in Nick Vial's podcast, I'm teasing it again because we're talking podcast. He'll tell you the dollar amount. He didn't make his first dollar of revenue until month 10 of Vial Files. So it gives you perspective of a show that's much bigger than ours. What happens when you transition networks? And one thing I want to touch on too, one of the biggest pros that we've had from switching networks definitely has been the flexibility in the recording times. We're recording 2 p.m. on Saturday. Dear Media, everything for the week had to be in on Thursday for our flexibility and schedules in different locations. I think that's been a huge positive as well for us. Jay, you, you did mention though, now you've been on some bigger podcasts, right? The Vi Files. We've been on Chicks in the Office. You've been on Gary V. You've been on the Today Show podcast. Is there a big takeaway when you sit in those and you talk to them about the business, the analytics of their podcast, that you're saying, holy shit, I got trading secrets. We got to step our game up or we got to get to that level. This is what I'm going to do to get on those levels where they're obviously, you know, we talk of our, of our gross revenue being around the 350K mark to get it into a seven figure mark. Yeah. The biggest thing I've noticed in the big podcasts is while the hosts are all great, the team behind the hosts that are driving them, right? How great are their editing clips? How amazing are their teasers? How quickly can they book the most relevant guests? How are their production and bookers thinking four months in advance of who will be the best guest to get for April? How are they selling into the show? And then how are you redeploying revenue? All those shows you just mentioned, all of them have massive teams behind them or very effective teams. I think about Chicks in the Office, their Instagram page. I don't know the analytics. If one thing happens in pop culture, Whoever's running that page, it's out there, 20,000 likes. And that is a huge motor for their Instagram. And then the Instagram will convert listenership. So what I've noticed in all those scenarios, it's the production team behind them. Let me give you an example of someone who is just the best of the best. And while he has a great team, I think his hosting ability is just unbelievable, is a guy like Howard Stern, right? Or a guy like Joe Rogan. I mean, love him, hate him. Those are guys that just have the best hosting abilities I've ever seen. But I think a lot of it's time and then creative execution behind the scenes. Okay. As we turn the page from the podcast, a lot of those things we're going to try our best to take into 2024. Jay, if you were to manifest one thing for our podcast, could be a guest, could be a goal, could be something you want to add. You're manifesting right now. You're setting your teaser out for Trading Seekers 2024. What are you manifesting for the podcast? I want to get uh, a much stronger private community. So like networking group, getting out master classes, like building that private community to the next level. And then I want to I wanna bring Trading Secrets out. I want to get live with Trading Secrets. So those are two things I want to accomplish. Yeah, let's do it. That was my manifest. It's continued on from last year is doing a live show. So that's all things podcast. Thank you to our listeners and, our, and, and everybody for sending your questions in about the podcast. We're going to turn the page. We're going to turn the heat up. Jay is now going to have to crack to open the vault on his personal career, finances, professional abilities. The moment you've all been waiting for. Jay, you ready for it? Yep, let's go. All right. We're going to talk social first. Social, obviously, as we know, is probably your biggest revenue stream for your income. Before we get into the growth and the dollars and cents of it, I'm really curious, Jay. Talk about the last 90 days of your life, maybe the last, you know, 120 days of your life. 
Have you noticed a difference in your socials from engagement, from insights, from impressions? Let's start there and then we'll get into the dollars and cents of it. Okay. So let's just pull up. I pulled up the last 90 days of impressions on Instagram. Let's just run through some of these numbers. So total impressions made in the last 90 days, 83.5 million. So that says that's up like 30%. So that's, you know, I feel really good about that. The accounts reached in the last 90 days. This is interesting. 731,000 followers that we reached in the last 90 days, 4 million non-followers. So if you guys see this out there, just please. Those are the people you can't stand. Just hit the follow button. I'm begging you. That's it. He, I can already tell you what he's going to say. Please just hit the follow. You're already there. <laughs> I'm doing the work. You're already there. Come on. We can tell. It really helps. You hit the follow button. It really helps. GTA 2024 is going to be even more special. Throw my guy a bone here. Hit the follow button. You're already on his page. Quit lurking. Quit stalking. Just hit the follow button for my guy. But no, that makes... You know, one strategy you could do actually is like make your account not public, private. So if people want to see anything, they have to follow. But that could also screw up your engagement. Let's quickly go to followers. We talk numbers here. So it looks like just... I'll just go do Instagram. The the main demographic of my following is 25 to 34. It's 46.4%. And then 28.2% is 35 to 44. And the big cities are New York, Chicago. We got Toronto, LA. There you go. And it is 95% women, 5% men. Which I think has gone up from, oh no, your, your Instagram profile, that's pretty consistent. Really quickly, I'm going to rattle off your growth on all your platforms year over year. You grew from 155K to 202K on TikTok, so 50K growth there. You grew on Instagram by 20K to 878K. You, you, your Twitter actually lost 1,000, but it's pr- pretty much stayed the same from 133K to 132K. Your YouTube subscribers for Trading Secrets Podcast up from 12,000 to 20.5. So that's almost 100% increase there. And then your your old restart page, which has been rebranded to Trading Secrets uh, Instagram page from 132 to 150. My question to you, Jay, has the Trading Secrets rebrand from Restart helped? Are there any of these areas that surprise you? And are there any that you're really looking to continue to grow specifically in 2024? Yeah. So two others. LinkedIn, we have now... I've been putting some folks okay. on LinkedIn last year because people are saying to do it. So I now have 10.7 thousand followers over... I don't think I had it like really any before that. And then Threads. Mm-hmm. Threads is a new blowing up platform. Didn't have any, of course, last year. Have 81,700 now. So followers in general, I have a number, it's all up like 1.29 to 1.475, which is overall 14% increase with the biggest increase coming at YouTube subs. Transitioning from Restart to Trading Secrets, no brainer. Restart is a consulting company. Do consulting for small businesses. Trading Secrets is for the masses. That's what we do on this podcast. So it was an easy, easy transition. And we've grown that Instagram page 14%. Love it. Any specific area, any platform you want to grow 2024? You manifested, you could only pick one, it had the biggest growth. What would it be? Number one biggest growth, I would love it to be TikTok. I just okay. think so many things are moving in that direction. So TikTok is definitely it looks like your five, ten year plan is TikTok, your your foundation's Instagram. So if I had to pick one, it would be TikTok. All right. Well, hey, hair's down, riding the wave. You're you're dipping your toe. If you do all those things, Jay, if you take piano, if you take jujitsu, you take some singing lessons, some dancing <laughs> lessons, throw a little TikTok. I don't know. Just saying. Get the hips moving. Maybe they don't lie. Maybe the people love it. Maybe they'll then hit the follow button. <laughs> I love it. Let's go. All right. Big question. We always add the drum roll in here. People have been waiting. Thank you for waiting this long into JTA 2023. The question is, Jason, did you make more in 2023 than you did in 2022? I think if you look at overall how much I earned, it might have been more because of investment income this year. But but I made less. I made less. You heard all those social media numbers, right? They're all up. I made less on social media, Mm -hmm. like social media speaking, anything like media related, right? I made less this year than last year. What do you think that? Why do you think that is? Is that you, or is that the trend in in those platforms? You think? I think I would guess. Here's what I would suspect. Last year, I did around 1.2 million in this category, right? With this stuff. This year, it'll be, and I'm still waiting. Right, it's January. It's mid January, so we get all of our reports for our accountants like in a month or two, right? They'll take projections for what taxes should be January 15th, but I don't have the exact dollars, but. It's around a million, I believe. That's my understanding. 
maybe a little less, maybe a little more, but it's down probably 25% from last year. Here's why I think it's down if you drill down. Okay, I'm getting into personal stuff here, but I'm getting into facts because it explains the business case. This is some of the issue when you have revenue being generated from things that you're doing personally, such as social media, right? So the exact date, it was, it was July 8th that Caitlin broke up with me. August 6th is the announcement. And then I stayed off social media for a few weeks. And then after that, you're like very, very softly getting into social media. Any deal that I had in July or August or September, even for that matter, October, I'm either not going to do them or push them, right? I'm not selling a mattress when I'm going through what I'm going through right now. One perception, awful, and two, I don't, like in my heart, I'm like, no, I'd rather not make money. So as a result of that, lost a couple deals, for sure. They didn't want to deal with the push. There was time sensitivity. And so I was like, all right, take the money off the table. I'm not going to do those. Or they got very pushed. So you know, I was posting these ads in maybe late October, November, December. I think that's more of the reason because the social media influencing space and monetization of it is... you know, My followings grew, my engagement grew. So, and then my pipeline's up big. So that is how I would describe it. Okay. That's a very, very good answer. You really got in the weeds there, provided some good advice. It took, the, took some of the questions I had. Aubrey Bade said, how has the breakup impacted business financially? Has it given you any opportunities to what you're expecting? Have you noticed a shift in any type of deals? I could touch on that though, just a little bit more. I think it's, cause I think it's a good question. I, I was expecting... Mass exodus? I don't know. I was expecting... Yeah. It to get, I was expecting it to get blasted. Oh, I thought I would lose every follower. I thought business would be like just completely blow up. Maybe because I'm a little bit of a pessimist, but it didn't, right? Like everything stayed the same, grew, got engaged, deal flow's been great. So, yeah, I expected it to just be an absolute disaster, but it hasn't been, which is always nice. Love that. As we look forward to 2024, Jay, I know you're big on pipeline of deals for yourself. So you always like to be in this hundred dollars to $200,000 range of deals that are happening or in process to happen or lined up to happen. Last year, you got up to the $200,000, $300,000 mark for this pipeline. A couple questions here related to that. MT Carolina Lorna says, are you still saying no to deals? What is the cash value in deals that you turn down? And Lauren Wojo too asked, do you worry about becoming a 50-year-old influencer, losing fans as you get older? So with all those things considered, understanding your pipeline, where you're at, now you're single, you might have some new business opportunities or brands that want to get attached to you. What does the pipeline look like, Jay? What is your forecast? Are you still saying no to deals? Give me all that. So I still say no to deals all the time. I say it's no to deals when the rate isn't right and the actual brand doesn't align. Those are the two main reasons that I say no. Because there's been this big push of these deals getting executed and stuff, the pipeline's actually the largest it's ever been. The pipeline right now is around $800,000. For people that don't know what pipeline means, pipeline means that the deal has either been signed or it's been posted. But the deal has been executed and we're in the process of working it, finishing it, invoicing it, or waiting for payment. So it's likely that a pipeline moves from sign to full payment and I would say 120 days max. And that's at 800K. So it feels as though 2024 should be like a really big year from a financial standpoint. But we'll see. Like I said, tomorrow, the switch can flip and all this could be gone. Instagram, TikTok, all these things that drive a lot of social media and, and monetization could be gone in a second. The other question was about, do I want to be a 50-year-old creator? The answer is like, if I am, great. Does age impact that? I don't know. No. I know 70-year-old creators who absolutely kill it. I know 8-year-old uh, kids that absolutely kill it. Like, I don't know that age technically connects. The whole world, the word influencer is such an icky connotation. I get it. Creator is supposed to be like the fancy way of saying what that is. But in general, what I have found is that in 2018 is when this started, right when I got off the show, started doing deals. And everyone made fun of me. Friends chirped me, people from the corporate world, like, what the hell are you doing? And what I've seen is the transition. Like now, my mom's like, wait, how do I post? What do I do? And now you look at the <laughs> younger generation, they want to become creators and stuff. So I think the idea is like, 
as long as this is still going, I'm going to still be here, still keep doing what I'm doing, but at finding more long-term plays inside the world of this space, like having an agency and outside in other ways to hedge against it is definitely part of like the overall business and financial strategy. And all those people in 2018 that thought you were crazy when you left the corporate world, your Instagram's only grown, your social revenues have only grown, everything's only growing, you're 35, you're not 50 yet, just... You know, give yourself a pat on the back, take a breath there, and you're doing okay, Jay. I think you're doing okay. <laughs> we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. We're doing, you know, we're doing good. Things could be better. Things could be worse. What I feel is I just feel like I feel grateful because I think about all this stuff, David, all this, whatever you call it, right? Like fame or spotlight or, or creator work or whatever. For me, the, the number one thing, the only thing that I really, really, really truly care about when it comes to the business side of it is it provides financial freedom, right? Like, I can make enough to then do what I want and not have to go to the boss telling me what to do or go back to that corporate grind. Like it gives me the freedom professionally, which is to me the biggest blessing in the world. And you got the book that comes out, Talk Money to Me, dropping when, Jay? In stores when? Uh, Talk Money to Me. It'll be out in April. You can pre-order it right now on Amazon. There's nothing that would mean more to me in the world than if you gave that an order. I think it's 25, 30 bucks right now on Amazon. The whole concept, eight numbers, eight numbers you must know about yourself. And if you have a significant other, how and what you must know about their eight numbers, what those numbers mean, how to improve them. There's a full glossary in there. If you're confused on investing or how to invest, it gives you steps by steps of how to invest. And of course, of course, it's love and money. There's some good storytelling. All right. Really quick, rapid fire in the book. Ready? Yep. Are you looking to beat revenue from book one on book two? Yes. Okay. Is the advance that you got similar to the book one or the, or different? It is. It's. I was a two book advance. It was like it was like two two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something for two books. It was like two hundred or two hundred fifty thousand for two books. So that was signed. Man, I was signed and, in like nineteen. So this is the second part of that. And have you got paid all that money, or is some of it held on until the book releases? Second book releases. I've gotten paid almost all that. The last payment will come in once the book hits the shelf. So majority of that money has already been sent in. I think. There's around, I don't know, 25, 30 grand left to be paid. And that will, I think, be paid once it hits the shelves on April 2nd. And stay tuned also because we are going to have live show. We're going to do live podcasts for the book. So more to come. There you go. That was my last question. I'm going to throw back to 2022, Jason Tell All, a follower, EL Mower 22 asked, would you ever own a business with your ex? who you're now ex and said, do you? You said, I would. She wouldn't. We'll check back in 2023 if the script is flipped. My question obviously isn't relative to that. It's just checking in on that. Did you end up going to any businesses? If not, from the separation, are there any contracts, deals that needed to be broken, negotiated from a from a financial or professional career-wise point of view? Just throwing um, it out there. No, I, I mean, I don't, we, we, no, we didn't, we didn't own anything together. Here's what I'm going to say. First two chapters of my book, Love and Money, they're about mistakes that a guy with an MBA that owns several businesses who's lent, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and only done with contracts, you know, it's all the massive, massive mistakes that I made when it comes to love and money. So I will just say, go grab yourself a copy of of that book. And the first two chapters will answer all those questions, David, all the things that I, me, I should have done better. Okay. There you go. Got to go get it. I'm looking forward to the live podcast, the book tour. We did it a couple of years ago, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It was a wild ride. I'm looking forward to it this year and learning from, from that experience we had a couple, couple of years ago. So we're going to turn the page really quickly. Talk about the talent agency. You've referenced it time and time again. The question that I have for you is based around the total gross revenue for the agency. Yes. Last year... It was roughly, you said, two to two and a half million in gross revenue. You said this year you were going to come back with more numbers, dynamic, solid numbers. Is the agency growing year over year? Are we beating our revenue goals year over year? Talk to me about the agency, how it's doing. We're crushing our revenue goals. So we absolutely, Love that. absolutely crushed it. Huge shout out to Blake. Megan and Evan, they are the founding family of that agency. We have some contractors that have worked with us as well. Most notably right now, John Gurney is working with us on an operational level, and we're trying to maybe build out a music side of things. So the agency is blowing up as far as our revenue. We more than doubled it this year. So if we did like in the 2-2 two, wow. two, two last year or this year, again, numbers will come in. It's only January, but we, our December numbers haven't been logged. But it should be about a 4.5, around 4.5 to $5 million year for 20, 
23. So really good uh, deal flow, okay. really good revenue source. And I think that's a good indication of like, obviously the social media, the brand endorsement side is healthy and well. 100%. When do you have the amount of that's gross revenue into the agency? Do you know, estimated, maybe Evan can chime in, uh, you might not, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, the dollar amount in deals that you did for your clients. So if you had X amount of clients, these are the amount of d- dollars that we got our clients. Well, so the, that's what the revenue is. So the revenue is the deal, the total oh, amount okay. of deals. Yeah, there you go. There's your answer. Look, I can be the ho- I can be the host. I can fake it till I make it, but I'm still going to be the voice of the viewer, the curious <laughs> Canadian who really doesn't know anything about anything. So that's a, that's a good way of putting it. How many clients did you did you have in 2023? How many people did you bring deals for in 2023? Mm, I would have to guess well over 50 to 100. Evan, what do you think? How many how many clients do you think we placed deals with? Oh, look at that. Take your numbers, add them together, Jay. Boom, pow. Let's go. Any big plans for the agency? Any big plans for the agency moving forward, Jay? I think we want to make sure that we grow. We want to scale and possibly acquire. Like, How do we add other lines of business? Maybe PR? Do we, do we maybe merge or acquire with another agency? Do we get into like the digital marketing agency side of things? And I think, I think the big thing for this year, David, is going to be branding it. So I don't think, like I talk about it here on the podcast, but I don't really put it out there that I'm a 50% owner in this agency and like really branding and taking charge and talking about like what we do and how we do it. Like from a PR standpoint, that's going to be a big one. I love it. I love it. Jay, we have hit the one hour mark in the Jason Tell All 2023. I got to end it with, you know, maybe it's light, maybe it's heavy. I don't know, but we're going to end with three questions. They're a little bit more about you and just your life. So here we go. Fire away. I Googled two... I Googled two funny facts about you on the internet. Okay. I need clarification on this. You ready for this? Let's go. All right. Number one has to do with your net worth. Okay. We always ask every guest, you know, here's what this says of your net worth. Is this accurate? We put them in the hot seat a little bit. And on a recap, we always debate to see if it's true. I went and put in what is Jason Tardick's net worth on five, and I got five different responses from Google. You got to tell me which one's the most accurate. You ready? Sure. This was TV.com said you had a net worth of $12 million. Okay. Biographyjourney.com said you had a net worth of $5 million. Wealthy Rich Celeb okay. said you had a net worth of $1 to $2 million. And DigitalOcean.com said you had a net worth of $650K. That's a pretty r- wild range. $650K to $12 million <laughs> should show that when you Google net worth, it doesn't mean anything. But Jay, if you could sprinkle some truth serum on these numbers, where, where are you coming in at? Above five, less than 12. Okay. That's my answer. And also, the tough part is, you know, there's a whole, I have a whole chapter about how to actually get your net worth down to a T. And it's a huge scorecard. Like understanding your net worth is, is the most important scorecard uh, that you could have out there for your finances. So if you don't have your net worth and you don't understand it back home, or at least have an idea of it, Go get a copy of the book. It'll help you do it. But the big thing too, where it becomes a tougher thing is when you're considering the valuation of what a business might be, right? So that, in, that touches your net worth. So more than five, less than 12. And what I'll tell you, David, is we, if we check back in a JTA in like two or three years from now, that number might be zero. <laughs> that number might be 25. I feel like I'm going to get pretty, pretty risky here because I just want to like take shots and I see how many people are taking shots and you think about inflation and everything like that. So I think you're going to see a much more risky Jay with his money in the next few years to either make it big or I don't know, hey, go move back to Buffalo and just yeah, come on. back and work for the bank. Let's either go let's big do or let's, let's literally do go home to Buffalo. <laughs> exactly. Hey, look, if those, those, those dancing lessons and singing lessons you want to take, those might actually help you get to 25. They also <laughs> might help you get to zero. So be careful what you wish for there. No. All right. Well, this, I don't think that's going to be the play. No. no money in music from what I've heard. So I think I'm out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, as I was Googling your net worth, I get on these, you know, wiki pages and this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I got to laugh. There's something out there on you, Jay, that seems pretty consistent across all these sites. And I have to ask it to you so you can put some truth to it. So all these people can listen and change. Jay, the guy you listed at five, nine. Are you five, nine? Where does this stuff come from? The internet. Don't don't believe everything you read. You know, David, it's funny you asked that. I, dude, I was in Chicago and someone came up to me, David, and they go, they said, they're saying hello. And they're like, oh, you're 
interesting. And I was like, what's well, interesting? And they're like, you're taller than I expected. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't expecting? call myself tall by any means, but uh, how tall did you think I was? You know? And she said, oh, I thought you were five, eight. That's what I read somewhere. I was like, oh, interesting. And my, my exact <laughs> response was, you know, I just like made fun of myself. I'm like, and by the way, no shame to anybody, no matter what height you are, you're a fucking beauty. But I just said to her, I guess I give off five, eight energy, huh? And she just started laughing. So I don't know. Six foot's the answer. I had Jason tell all you had to clear the air here. I just I kept Googling these things and I literally think it was on all, all of them. It was like, yeah, standing at five, nine, six foot one, <laughs> seven. Yeah. One seventy eight. I think I, I, we're talking numbers Still wait. Like somewhere between one seventy eight, one eighty. Still wait. trying to put more muscle mass on. What else? Dave, you on my cholesterol, too? <laughs> <laughs> I might. You never know. I mean, that, that might be on one of our love and life episodes. But, uh, you know, shout out to your boy, the host here. He's lost 15 pounds so far in January. Just absolutely crushing it. So I'm trying, people. I'm trying. Let's, let's, let's go. I love it. Let's go. All right. The last thing I got for you, Jay, is we're going to end 20, JTA 2023 on a high note. What was your favorite memory, your best day, the thing that when you think about 2023, you're, bo- you're going to bottle up in your memory, in your mind, and you're going to take it with you into 2024? I'm going to go... It's two memories from 2023. Okay. It was... And there's a connection to both of them. It was being in Dubai at the Beyonce concert, watching my brother at a level of happiness I've never in my life seen from him, ever. I've never seen him so happy. It's living in such a high. And it was so cool to be like, through all this craziness that we've talked about today in this business, I was able to give him that opportunity. What he says is a memory he'll never forget in his life. And then I was there to witness it. Like that was so special. And then, so obviously that's family. And then I think the other thing was, is in being able to invite and take my parents to the cruise when we went to uh, Spain and Monaco and France, and like, yep. you know, being in Ibiza with them and partying and just having the best time in a time I, time I really, really needed it. So the times with my family and friends, you know, you think about all this, right? I feel blessed. It's been a good year. There's many people listening to this that have had much, much, much better years and a ton more business success. And there's a lot of people listening to this that haven't gotten to that point yet. Wherever you stand, just know that like, keep following your path, keep crushing it, keep pursuing the passions where you think makes sense for your time deployed. But my point is, is even through all that, when I think about the year, I had some big deals this year. I think last year, my biggest deal was like 125K. This year was like 165K. That was a cool moment. But when that money hit my account, that doesn't even touch. It doesn't even come fucking close to those feelings and those memories I have with family and best friends like you, David. It's so true that that really is what matters. And think about what drives your happiness because you can get so caught up in a lot of the numbers and stuff we do here. And the idea here is find, find your solution, find your blueprint to whatever it is that's going to just drive fulfillment. And so it looked like family and friends was that for me this year. And that is how you know Jason Tardik is the true host of this podcast because he answers a question and gives a trading secret knowing it was the last question of the day and he always ends with a trading secret. He took his best day, his best memories of 2023. He turned it into a trading secret for you. Jay, I got to say before we sign off here, I always relish in this opportunity to be in, be in the host seat and to grill you with questions. But at the end of the day, what I really relish is that somehow, some way, we stumbled on three years of doing this thing. You've kept me along for the ride. The people in the comments say that they love the recaps. They love the energy between the Curious Canadian and Jason Tardik. I'm so thankful to you for letting me be in this position to get to have this escape is truly what I use it for, from my everyday life, to get to meet the people that we get to meet on the podcast, to just be associated with it, to connect with our audience and our listeners. It's only going to grow and get better in 2024 as we do the live shows, as we promote the book, as we add the second episode, which I'm mad manifesting for Jay Love and Life. So I want to thank you personally. I want to thank the listeners for making this all possible. And and that is how I'm closing JTA 2023. As you always do with your guest, Jay, where can everyone find you? Anything, last tips that you want to say to outro for 20, for Jason Tardik? Yeah, I'll say, I'll just echo what you said. Thank you for always being here. Thank you to my team. Couldn't do it without it. And most importantly, thank you to the listeners, the Money Mafia. You're making our dreams come true. And hopefully there's something that we're providing you that is bringing entertainment, education, or insight to whatever you are pursuing and how you're pursuing it. I've talked to a lot of businesses here. One of the biggest things I love to do when I have time, if I can, is give back to you guys. If you have ideas, if you have 
thoughts of where we should take businesses. If you have interest in possibly working at one of our businesses, I am open to everything. The best thing you can do in this world is network and meet new people. So if you have ideas or thoughts or feedback, of course, give us five stars in Apple and let us know. But also feel free to shoot me an email, tradingsecrets at jasontardic.com. I have someone that's monitoring it 24-7. So we're here for you guys. Thank you. It's good to close out another JTA 2023. David, I'm excited for 2024. Where can people find me? If you're looking, Jason underscore Tardic. If you're seeing the stories, please just hit that follow button. I'm embarrassed to ask for it on a post, but it means a lot when you hit like and comment. I love it. It means a lot when you subscribe on YouTube and everything. Those are ways that you can give back to us. So you can find us, Jason underscore Tardic, Trading Secrets podcast anywhere on Instagram and on YouTube. We have the Facebook group, Trading Secrets Podcast, where it's great banter. And then most importantly right now, you could really support me by just going to Amazon, clicking buy and getting the book, Love and Money, called Talk Money to Me. There you go, folks. There you have it. That's a wrap. JTA 2023. If you're going to go into 2024, take the Jason Tardic mindset. Let the hair down a little bit. Get a little risk adverse dive head first into everything all your passions all you wanted to do relish it soak in those memories and we hope that this was another episode you couldn't afford to miss 